getting ready for the world's greatest Arsenal podcast. Welcome to another podcast by Guns and Yellow Ribbons. Enjoy the show. Hello, welcome to another episode of Guns and Yellow Ribbons. My name is Fergus. I am your host. Uh, we're here again Wednesday night, seven o'clock. And there's five of us in the in, in the room. Some we've got a special guest. We've got Dale Del Llewellyn, the man who's bought up all the L's in the alphabet uh, from Llewellyn Illustrations. Uh, we'll have a chat about, about some of what, what he's done. But moreover than that, we're going to talk about the Liverpool game and look back at the great result we had against Leeds. And nine more to go, guys. Nine more uh, cup finals. Guys, uh, welcome. Del, first of all, welcome as a guest. Welcome to the show. How are you doing? All good, thank you. Yourself? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Not bad, not bad. Got a bit of a, a chesty cough, so if I go on mute every now and then, you know why. So, yeah. Um, and to talk, be honest, I'm getting over. <laughs> um, I'm getting over being out with these two here, Guna Hilsey and Capo Dan, at the weekend. <laughs> it was it was uh, a powerful, a powerful um, Saturday with the, the, the Liverpool City game and City Liverpool game as well. So it was an early start. Danish Gunnar, how are you? You weren't well last week, were you? No, I'm better now, and uh, yeah, I'm I'm good now. But I, I just want to send send uh, my thoughts to to a friend of the podcast who's been having a, a rough week last week. So, I want to send my thoughts to John Malone um, and hope he's he's getting better as well. Yeah, good. Yeah, good shout. I saw John at the weekend and uh, passed on all our regards to him. Uh, difficult time for him, but we'll we'll get over that. Dan, picking any fights. You know, if they always say these like leprechaun sort of things. Uh, you know, they're always like punching and that, that's the sort of thing. And, and I, I actually saw it firsthand that, you know, they can get a bit fiery, can't they? I was aiming for you, to be honest. Yeah, well, no, <laughs> listen, I'm I, I'm not that tall, but you still couldn't reach. <laughs> <laughs> I've got short arms, but I did. I just realised you asked um, Dell how he is and he asked how you were. No one normally cares and asks you how you are, but Dell was No, they don't. I'm for a minute. I'll have another half a beer and that'll be it. I'll be, uh, we'll go be like Capo Dan. Trev, we're going to have a tough, a tough one here today, don't you think? Yeah, um, I might lose my internet in a minute. That'll be the end of that. No, it's uh, <laughs> firstly, um, I echo Alex's sentiments about John Malone. He's a good friend of all of ours. He, uh, he's a top man and uh, all the best, John. Um, I'm just, I'm smiling tonight for two reasons. Firstly, because we, our guest, Dell, if, if you've not seen his work, we're going to talk about it in a bit, but I'm smiling because I love to talk talk with him about his work and, and look at what he does. I wish I could afford to buy one, Dell, but you're well out of line. <laughs> you're rightfully out of my league, mate. You're rightfully out of my league. You're good. You're very good. Thank um, you very much. And secondly, I'm smiling because nine more and we're still at it we're still at it you know we've got loads to talk about tonight can't wait Ferg so Del well briefly because we're not bringing you on to talk all about you and the amount of L's you've got oh, in really? your brand oh. and everything. no no <laughs> yeah I, I just was typing I was typing up this little banner for the bottom and I realized that you've actually bought every stop it every L in the alphabet I think there's no L's left yeah apologies about that just a bit of a greedy bastard really <laughs> and a few, a few E's as well. Yeah, yeah. There's enough. That, yeah, it's definitely a thick Welsh name. And we've we've done a podcast. And if you go into uh, the podcast channel on the the Arsenal community uh, community one from last summer, you'll see Dell's one in there. And we will go into a bit more detail. But um, 
we came on, we had to go along and talk to you about some of these that um, these recent um, pieces of work that you've done at the minute. So yeah. uh, you've done what Aaron Ramsdale. Yeah. Um, you've done The Boss, the uh, boss. Mikel Arteta. Um, you've uh, met with uh, Saka. And you've not just kept it to um, Arsenal players. Uh, you've also done Lionel Messi, uh, Steven Gerrard. Um, and Trev, this is your favourite one, isn't it? This one. Yeah, I, I, when I saw that the other day, Del, I was just smashed it out of the ground, mate. I, the amount of work you've put into every face. Yeah. In that and I saw, was, was it 200 hours work you said you did? Uh, on yeah, it? it was about that. Yeah, it's probably slightly yeah. more. Um, yes. Mate, yeah. you keep practicing. You're going to be as good as me soon. You keep at it, right? Oh, that's great to yeah. hear. <laughs> you, you, no, mate. In all seriousness, that 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 knocked me for six. That picture is fantastic. The work. Yeah, I, I I sort of choke. I knew everyone was going to start drawing Messi. You know, after he won the World Cup, so I chose an image that probably won't be attempted because it's just like so much going on. Um, so I gave it a blast, and yeah, it turned out really well. And apparently Messi liked it, so he actually smiled during the signing session. So that's uh, that's good enough for me. Brilliant. Absolutely. You said you said he's quite a reserved, quite a quiet guy, didn't you? As for, well, for, for what Messi? Uh, for what I'm aware, yeah. Um, I haven't met him, met him myself. Um, working on that one. Uh, but yeah, for what I'm aware, he just he comes in. He's really professional. He's polite. He's friendly. But he just gets on with it, and he'll smash out thousands of signatures in a signing session. Um, but for what I'm aware, he was really really happy. Uh, and you can see that in the photos that he's uh, taken with it as well. So, yeah, it's always good to, good to hear. What 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 was it like meeting? Uh, you met Arteta and his wife, and you met Saka, yeah. uh, Ramsdale. Yeah, uh, Ramsdale's dad, and and very nice guy. And if 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 Nick's anything to go by, and and they're like that as a family, he must be a really gentleman, uh, a guy to speak to. Yeah, I mean, uh, all three of them were exactly how they come across on TV. Um, so yeah, when I met Mikel, you could tell he's quite. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for um, quite an intense bloke um, it smells lovely excellent his suit was incredible so, <laughs> so I was just I was drawing Mikel Arteta when all the VIPs were there and then I just looked round and he was about two metres away from me I wasn't mentally prepared for that um, so yeah that caught me by surprise and then just had a really brief chat and he loved the artwork his wife really really liked it took him with a business card so hopefully hear from her soon um, yep and Christmas present. <laughs> yeah, who knows? And then Aaron, yeah, exactly. Like he was running slightly late. His taxi went to the wrong place, so I didn't have as much time as I wanted with him. Um, but again, top bloke, tall. I'm quite short, I think, or is he just really tall? Either way, um, yeah, really, really sound guy. And yeah, Bakayo as well is exactly what everyone says about him. Just a really nice lad. I've been lucky enough to get one of the 15 signed um, Wenger um, uh, prints of the original. And I've also been even luckier to touch, feel and be photographed with you uh, and uh, a friend of ours and, and the actual original, uh, print, uh, the, the original drawing as well. And uh, this is amazing. I, I, I love this. I pride a place in my office, but the original is just, wow, just blows your bloody head off. Yeah, I was quite happy when I saw it again. I hadn't seen it for about three or four months. So, of course, when he handed it over, I was like, oh, oh no, actually, no, that's fine. I'm a Bill Carry on. Listen, um, if you want to check out where you find um, uh, Dell's work, you have got your website, but your Instagram as well. Uh, there's loads and loads and loads on there. Like you've got uh, Rude Hillett, uh, 
Is is that is that John Terry or is that just somebody pretending? Is that John Terry in somebody else's shirt pretending to be John Terry or is that the real John Terry? You know, it's <laughs> a real John Terry. <laughs> yeah, there's there's the photograph of um, the unveiling of the the the, the, the original. Yeah, um, yeah, uh, one on there with with James. So yeah, and James is in the chat. Uh, black and white is in the chat. So uh, he's already said that you're amazing on there. Oh. But that's that's enough. That's enough sucking up to you. Let's, uh, let's get back. To, <laughs> let's get back to uh, well, no, carry on, what we carry what on. we did. <laughs> what, what we did on Saturday. We we, we started off Saturday um, uh, in the Woodbine on Blackstock Road. Uh, quite a few of the guys on here uh, met up for a few pints of the black stuff, uh, and we started to watch the first half of the Man City game. Trev, uh, a great a great day. Uh, big roar that went up when the first goal went in, and the VAR then was allowed and we thought, oh, what a day it was going to be. Yeah, we did, didn't we? When that goal went in, the roof nearly came off the woodbine. As I dare say it did in all of the pubs in, uh, that the Arsenal fans frequent on a match day. But it was great when they went 1-0 up. I didn't see that result coming. I didn't think City were going to be that good on the day. But having seen Liverpool last night, was City that good or Liverpool just that poor? Who knows? Um but we had a great day. We started off in the woodbine, didn't we? And and we had a great laugh in there. This I, I was happy because I've got a chair to sit on and a, and a table because this old boy can't stand for hours and hours nowadays. We sat down and we had a great crowd of lads and uh, it just started the day laughing. And I don't think we stopped all day, did we? We were in a good mood all day until Dan ruined it when we came out of the ground. But apart from that, it was uh, all good. He didn't get arrested. That's the good thing. You know, he didn't get arrested. So, um, but, you know, it was a worry because I was worried earlier in the day in the game itself, you know, when he'd done the gender reveal um, of him and Marissa's child and the, care, uh, you know, <laughs> that it was, uh, oh, Christ, I'm in so much trouble. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, right. Okay. I'll just Good move on. I there, shall I? Like... <laughs> <laughs> Boy, can you? <laughs> Listen, we had... Um, We'd, we'd, uh, uh, the lineups came out. Let's look at the Leeds game. So lineups. We rested Saka. Dan, I'll give you a right of reply. What was your feeling about resting Saka? Were you glad to see that Saka was rested? Um, and and then we'll talk further about the lineup. I can't move on, Ferg. <laughs> <laughs> there's a there's a couple of things in there, and one was very early on when. Um, by the way, there was a comment to Dell when you said you had the pleasure of touching, feeling, and and seeing him in person. Dell, I'm very sorry that you've had to go through that with Ferg. <laughs> it's, uh, it's something that I, we all I haven't watched since. <laughs> but yeah, I. Uh, other than that, no, the football, the football was great. I, I think in terms of Saka, it's nice to be able to have someone that can come in for him now and give him a rest because boy, does he need it. He's played an unbelievable amount of games since he's coming to the first team, not just this year, but last year as well. And um, we've always been in a position where we've had a big drop off in quality when guys have come in, you know, guys like Pepe just haven't quite stepped up. Reese Nelson, you could argue, is he ready or not yet? But we've got a guy in Trossard now that can play across the front line in any position. And in games like that, really make no real difference to our, our attacking play. And um, if we look at the lineups, Alex, uh, what what did you make of the lineups? So we had Ramsdale and Goal White holding in for Saliba, and we'll talk a little bit about Saliba as we go along. Gabriel Shinchenko, Party, um, Shaka, um, Odegaard, Trossard, Martinelli, and Jesus. Uh, 
a decent lineup. The, the, the only strange one was the Saka, yeah? Yeah, uh, exactly. Like Dan said, I think it was well-deserved for Saka to get a rest, but um, I also didn't feel like we were too weakened uh, looking at the side with Jesus coming in after a, yeah, a, a long break, but um, he definitely seemed to be close to being back at his best. So, yeah. Uh, Del, we, we spluttered a little bit in the first half and first half hour or so. It yeah. just really felt felt a bit flat. What did you make of it? It happens quite a lot, doesn't it, really? We do have these little periods where we sort of just struggle to find our feet and then we'll just get that goal and then we sort of just kick on from then. Um, yeah, you know, and that could have just been small tactical changes. Leeds are quite, even though they miss a few players, they are quite a good team. You've got to respect them. Um, so, yeah, you know, it's just the way it goes, isn't it? Sometimes you just, it takes some time to just find your feet in a game. So, not necessarily worried. We got, hey, we won 4 1, didn't we, in the end? So, <laughs> yeah, second, second half was, was, was a much better story. But before we went into that, Trev, talk about finding people's feet. Um, have a look at this. Um, is is that a soft penalty? Is it a penalty? It was given as a penalty. What's your thoughts? Well, firstly, Ferg, listen, a couple of things, mate. I just want to pick you up on a couple of things there, mate. Yep. Not, not in a bad way. Firstly, I did hear on the grapevine that Saka had been suffering some, some they said, sickness the day before. Whether that was just an excuse for, for to give him a break or not, I don't know. And I don't really care because, as the boys rightly said, we've got a squad that, that can happily pick up where it can't fill his boots. No one can fill Saka's boots, but people can pick up the position and, and do a good job there. Um, and we weren't we weren't a bit scrappy in the first half hour, Fig. We were we were scrappy in the first 20 seconds again, weren't we? Ramsdale saved That's us from true. another 10 second goal away, you know. I stood there and I thought, oh no, not again, not again, not again. And, and Ramsdale saved us. So that's once who was it? I can't remember who it was that scored against us, but um, and then we've got Ramsdale saved us. We need to look at that. Um, as for the penalty, it was Bournemouth, it was, it was Bournemouth I think, caught us on. Yeah, Bournemouth caught us in nine yeah. seconds. Yeah. yeah, it nearly happened again. But as as for your question, mate, um, it was for me. It was a two thousand and twenty three penalty. It, you know, it's never given in the past, never in a million years. It's it's as soft as they come, but they're being given, aren't they? And so, it, it, in the context of the season. It was a penalty. In my mind, none of them should be penalties. It was, you know, it, it was a touch. It wasn't a foul. It was a touch. It's a physical game. It's a, it's a contact sport football. And at the moment, you can't make con. As we found out in the Everton Tottenham game the other night, you can't make the slightest little contact with these players because they end up doing going into amateur dramatic mode, and uh, it makes a mess. I'm not saying Jesus went dramatic. Jesus played a 2023 game for the penalty, and he got it. So yeah. There you go, uh, Alex. Your view on the penalty? Any 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 different to, to what Trevor said on there? But there was some contact, wasn't there? Very minor. Yeah, no, I have to agree, like with Trev, because it's what we've seen uh, this season. Uh, if the contact's there, the penalty's given. So that's just how it is, and that's the the way the refs give it um, th this season and the past seasons as well. Um, so yeah, I, I knew straight away it was going to be a penalty when I saw the the review because the contact is there on the knee, but. I mean, we, it isn't enough to go down, but I mean, he—he's just—he knows it's going to be a penalty as soon as he goes down, Jesus. So that's just the the way the game is at the moment. 
<laughs> Sorry, I've just seen John's post on there. John Malone in the, uh, has come along and just said he's uh, he seems taking in a, a good break. mood. He, he's, he sent a message that he's um, he's uh, taking a break from social media. He's got the most likes he's ever he's ever put up there. Yeah, I'd, I'd agree with that, John. Um, so we, we we became slightly dehydrated, so uh, we had to nip out for a pint at half time. And it's quite busy uh, on the concourse at halftime. And I always like, I don't like to miss loads of the game. I don't mind, you know, a minute or so uh, of um, the, the first half, but I, I like to get back in for the second half. And nearly missed it. Nearly missed it, Dan, didn't we? Um, Benny White's goal. We've absolutely got to stop getting beers at halftime. One, because it ruins me the next day and you're a bad influence. <laughs> but also because the amount of times this season now, that I've gone in at half time, either a little bit earlier or a little bit later coming out, and we missed the goal. We we always score around half time. I think we, yeah, once because of Trev eating his pie, and uh, once because uh, Ferg wants his beer. So, but yeah, it's um, it's nice to see Ben White getting on the on the score sheet, right? He's um, it's not really something I would have thought that he would be doing in the position he plays. He's not like he's an over overlapping attacking fullback, but goals like that just just bring us to another level because top teams get goals from all over the pitch. And sometimes when you're struggling, you need someone like that to step up. And I think he tried his best to miss it. I think he... Uh, it's very he similar to the Bournemouth goal, isn't it? And that, that nearly didn't go over the line as well. Yeah, that was he's certainly close to the top boy, of the, uh, the crossbar. He's a defender. Know, think... Give him a break, Danny boy. Give him a break. Well, that's that's what Arteta said, wasn't it? In oh, training. Like, the video with Dan, him, do you know um, what? Do you know what? I missed the bloody goal. <laughs> I was still sopping beer on the concourse. <laughs> See, we can blame Trev because it's, it's Trev's fault. Missed the, missed the I, only I, goal I, the I, game I, I saw it hit the back of the net. I was just coming down the stairs as it happened and we jumped. But yeah. That's because you get everyone else to get your beers for you at half time. I went out and bought them this time. Thank you very yeah, much. Well, luck changes sometimes, doesn't it? Yeah. Del, he, he's just getting somewhat argumentative these days. It's unreal. Uh, ben White, though, talking about Ben White himself, how much has that player improved? You know, a season ago, people were going, oh, 50 million and, you know, he's overrated. <coughs> we should have got Dunk or we should have got another Brighton player. He's just been outstanding so far, hasn't he? I think he's been absolutely superb. And the good thing about Ben White um, is that he's just very good at everything. You know, he is like, he just has, he has all the tools. He can, as I said, he can do everything to a very high quality. He hasn't probably got like an exceptional quality. Like you could say Trent can ping a ball 40 yards to someone's foot. That's his exceptional quality, but he sucks at defending. Ben White just seems to just be so consistent. He knows when to overlap. He knows to become inverted, strong in the tackle, wind up merchant. Um, and now he's starting to add a couple of goals to his game. So you cannot complain whatsoever. He has been an absolute revelation at right back. Um, and it's really, really, it's refreshing to see. Did anyone see, see his, uh, his interview I, as well? I was just going to go to Trevor. I was just going to go to Trevor on, on exactly that point. He's just his dry sense of humour. Uh, you know, uh, Trev, uh, such an improved player, such a nice chap. Apparently he doesn't like football. doesn't even watch football. Yeah. Well, Ferg, firstly, mate, it was only it was only some people that said he weren't worth fifty million, but you could understand there being a, a bit of doubt about whether he was worth that much money. But by God, Harry's proved those people wrong, eh? And uh, it, they've all we've all mentioned the way he plays and how he's improving and the the way he gets up the field. You know, it's it's he started to turn, I think, into an Arteta style player. You know, he gets up the field nicely, sneaks in at the back post to score goals. 
Um, but what Dell just said, oh, I love his attitude. We had, for too long at the Arsenal, we had a defence that that would be pushovers, that wouldn't be up for the battle. That if a team got a bit tough against them, they'd back off and get bullied. Ben White will never do that. It, right towards the end of the game, he, there was a corner, I think, and he was stood on the line with the Leeds goalkeeper, Melier, and uh, it was hilarious. Ben White didn't really do anything, but he just managed to wind him right up. And I love that in a player. I love that in a player. Good luck to him. And uh, let's hope we keep him and keep him for, for a long time. And don't forget, he's playing right back, but he can play other positions if needed, you know. He's another one that can cover across the back four. So... Yeah, I'm so happy with him. So happy with him. Alex, um, Gabby Jesus got a second goal, so he's had a brace in, in that game. Um, it was it was just a, a, beaut- uh, a, a work of art, a beautiful goal to watch. Yeah, I just quickly want to add on Ben White. Like, I love how all the players, when they get interviewed, it seems like they're so media trained. And then when you see Ben White, he just goes completely off script and just the way he is. I, I just love his personality. But yeah, onto Jesus, that was a good goal. Um, and especially like just watching Trossard and how they interplay with each other and change position all the time. And, you know, you might you might not have got, gotten that goal with, with Saka because he's a bit more locked onto the right position where Jesus and Trossard, they, they keep changing positions. So that's that's the benefit of, of having them two together on, on the right and in the, in the middle as well. So yeah, it was just a brilliant goal and um, they they looked at it for the offside and it was very very close. But luckily, it was uh, he was on the right side on, of the line. Um, but yeah, just a beautiful goal and good to see Jesus back um, uh, getting goals, second goal of the game. Um, Del, uh, we then had Granite Shaka. I'm trying to get your you got because you got a great picture from um, on, on your website. Let, let's talk about uh, Granite Shaka. Um, <laughs> People talk about redemption and everything else, but that guy's given us seven goals this season. And if you talk about Ben White, just previously, he's had a couple of goals this season as well. We're getting goals from all over the park. We don't really have a 20-goal-a-season striker at the minute, and we're getting goals coming in. How important is that goal coming in from Granit Xhaka? Oh, Granit Xhaka's been incredible. Um, and I think, as I said on the last podcast that I was on, is that I like Granit Xhaka. I like everything about him. I think he's got an incredible attitude. He's a very good footballer. And we're now getting the Granit Xhaka that plays for Switzerland. You know, and right. he and we said I think the last time was just that he was never played to his strengths. He was always put in a, in, a, in areas where he could get himself in trouble. Where he's the last man, you know, he hasn't got a turn of pace. If he gets turned, he's probably going to hack someone down. Whereas now, because he's, he's been able to just have that bit of a more of a free roll going forward, yeah, we're getting the best out of him. Um, and I think it's just it's great. There's a guy I rate Xhaka. Um I'm really really happy for him after all the shit he's gone through. So happy days. Mm. No, no. To be honest, I'm pleased from us. I think from January 2022, he's definitely been more improved. Uh, and as we brought in, uh, played him up alongside Odegaard and played him in that Swiss-type role, more so this season when we had Zinchenko behind him yeah. uh, as that inverted player. Um, yeah, we've just got the, a better a better player out of him. Would, would you think that, okay, he's 31, 32. Is he, would he go down as an Arsenal legend? What's your mouth out? Not yet. Legend. Not yet. Nah. 
Yeah, no, yeah. no, no. It's just a question. No, somebody, no. somebody was. It was a conversation I was having with somebody uh, today. Actually, they were saying how wonderful he was, and uh, they had been on a four-day bender in in Benidorm, so that could have influenced <laughs> their decision. <laughs> no, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say legend. I wouldn't say legend. But obviously, if we do manage to lift the title and we end up like getting Champions League, we end up doing really well. Then I wouldn't. Say, I still wouldn't say legend. Legend status, but I think he'd have a lot of appreciation from the Arsenal fans. Mm. I think, I think that's fair enough. Ferg, none of this current Arsenal team are legends, right? None of them. They're all mighty fine players. And they've got an opportunity to go down in the books as a legendary player for the Arsenal. But And they've all got time to do it, including Xhaka. Xhaka's got four or five years ahead of him yet, you know, in the position he plays. But no, that's, that is an insult to the other players that, that have won loads of stuff for the Arsenal. See, we're lucky, right? We're not one of these second-rate teams like that lot down the road that have to have a player that scored 20 goals a season and call him a legend, right? That That's what the lesser teams do. We're, we've won loads of stuff. We're, we're a class act. We always have been. And we have a quality side. We have 11 players on the field every week now that could become legends of Arsenal Football Club. Absolutely. But don't, don't they can't brush them with that, with that label yet, mate. No, it, it literally was. It was a fresh conversation I had earlier today with somebody. So uh, it, it was just interesting to see what a, a person's opinion was. Um, Dan, uh, what what do you making of Holding? Holding has come in and he's had two really really good games. Uh, a good journeyman squad player, um, amazing hair, uh, but he's been doing uh, really really well. What what what's your thoughts on Holding? And you know, looking ahead to Liverpool and and to the rest of the season, he's going to be vital in in our squad, isn't he? Yeah, well, firstly, I don't know who's had the uh, the best comeback, Granite Jack or Rob Holding's hairline, but it's uh, absolutely fantastic. <laughs> uh, I, I might have to go and tap up who he's had it done because I think in my age, I've uh, mine's slipping a little bit. I might have to get mine done. Um, I don't know if they have ginger before you say it, but um, I, I think didn't say Holgins, nothing. I know what you like when people say that. Oh, I knew it was coming. Um, I think Rob Holding, I wouldn't get carried away and say he's had two fantastic games. I think people are going a little bit OTT in terms of how he's performed. I think he's done well. Don't get me wrong. He's come on. He's he's made no mistakes since he's come into the side. But there is clearly a massive drop-off in the level of our team when he plays instead of Saliba. Um, he isn't progressive with the ball like Saliba is. He does get turned when he's one-on-one with someone that gets pacing behind. But he excels when he gets in a battle with someone in a one-on-one. And I think when you play a team like Leeds at home, I think it suits him. I think there's a huge, huge test for him at the weekend on Sunday if he plays against a different level of opponent and different quality level of individual players that he hasn't had so far in the last couple of games. And also to what we lose as a team when Saliba's not there and holding is, we will drop back a little bit more with Rob Holding because the team know that he isn't as good on the ball as, as, as Saliba is when he plays. And the team has to adjust for that as well. Um, I'd, 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 slightly, I'd, I'd, I'd slightly disagree with you on there. Yes, uh, he's not as Rolls-Royce of a player as Saliba is. Um, but, you know, the team have... They've been quite solid with him in the last two games, and they seem to be a lot more comfortable than they have been with him, say Tottenham away when you know last season when he just totally lost it. Um, yeah, don't get me wrong. In that game at Spurs away last year, we also didn't have Thomas Partey, and as Arteta says 
quite often Partey makes the players around him better. So it does take having players around you that make you a better a better player. The defence last year at Spurs away was all over the place in terms of injuries. And, you know, we didn't have Zinchenko at the time. Tierney was injured. I think Tommy Asu went to left back at one point. Um, we had Cedric playing right back. So, yes, don't don't get me wrong. He got made to... He, his weaknesses got exposed massively. And I think they haven't been exposed mm. Okay, that's a fair comment. Uh, Trev, you touched on it earlier as well. Uh, another um, another get home game without a clean sheet. Is this a concern? Where is the concern? Is it defensively? Is it defensive midfield? Is it goalkeeper? No, Fergus, I've got no concerns about it at all. You can't legislate for a, a shot that's going straight at a goalkeeper being deflected. You know that happens. You you can't you can't allow for it. The, the, Ramsdale was going to make the easy save. If you want to blame someone, blame Zinchenko for turning his back on it and letting it come off his back end. You know, you can't blame the goalkeeper or really, you know, you, I wouldn't blame anybody. It happens in a game, you know. So, so yeah, we gave away a goal, a deflected goal that the goalkeeper would have saved. Move on, we won 4-1. We, as soon as they scored their goal, we stepped it up again for the next 10 minutes, made sure we had the free goal lead again, Xhaka scoring again, and that was it. It was, it was that easy. Just on holding, right? I agree with Dan on holding, right? Um, but what, what what I'll say is that I will judge holding on every game he plays. And I thought against Leeds, he was very good, and he did they did what he had to do, and he, and and he, he covered the ground, and he, and he cleared the ball, and he and he played really well. If he gets to be shown a little to be a little bit lacking against Liverpool this weekend, then I'll, I'll see it the other way. But I'm gonna I'm gonna speak as I find. But what I must say, lads, is that. When he got sent off against Tottenham last year, don't forget it was for a foul on that Hun Min Son lad, I think, who goes down so easy. And I don't I think it was another brush, you know, it was another brush and the Tottenham player falls to the ground. So I had a bit of sympathy for holding that night. Um, but I'm gonna speak as a fine. Dan's right, he he, he he maybe doesn't match up to Saliba, but I'm taking it a game at a time. He was all right against Leeds, did a good job. On to Liverpool. Are you, Fingers crossed, Dale, Dan. Are you, are you are you are you concerned, Dell, about like the the fact that our home record uh, again we're having a fantastic season? Don't get me wrong; I'm not being negative, but our home record doesn't seem as good as our away record, and, and defensively we we are leaking the odd goal here and there. It's the Premier League; it's the best league in the world. You're gonna get shots. You're gonna have a bit of luck. Sometimes it's gonna go against you. Um, I wouldn't be overly concerned. We'd like clean sheets. I'm a goalkeeper. I like clean sheets. However, shit happens. You just and, and I said when when we do concede, we react. I know obviously we weren't at home, but when we played Villa, you know, <laughs> that was a had, had like a nightmare of a game to watch to start off with. But we reacted every time, and this is what we do now: is that we do react. Whereas in the past, last season, we'd capitulate and go to shit. But this time, we're starting to really, you know, we we sort of understand the process and uh, and know that we can get back into any game. Yeah, and also the the crowd get behind the manager and the team yeah. more so as well. You don't hear oh, that groan and, just, that, and that, that silence. Go on. Just before you move on, Ferg, I'm just looking at it now. To put it into context, mate, we'd like it to, we always want to give zero goals against, don't we? You know, but we've got the third best defensive record in the league. You know, Newcastle are well clear. Newcastle have only let 19 goals in all season, you know, which worries me a little bit for what's coming up. But We've let 27 in, Manchester City let 26 in, and no one else is near us. So, you know, 
once again, I keep using the word and I put it in the context. I'm not concerned, Ferg. Honestly, mate, I'm not concerned. Okay. The, th the thing is, though, Trev, just looking at that, 27 goals were conceded, but 18 at home, nine away. So there is something different at home, and I think it's because we are a lot more open as a side. Um, we do score a lot more goals this season than we have done in previous seasons, and probably more so than I expected. And I think that's a, a, a factor of the fact we are now a more open and aggressive side. But ultimately... There are times, as we've seen this season, against the likes of Newcastle, where we're not going to be able to score threes and fours every game. And if you're sloppy and can see the goal in those sort of games, you'll end up losing them, like we did at Everton away this year, for example. You know, that, yeah, that can happen. Know. I think it's more likely to happen at home than anywhere at the moment, if I'm honest. Well, that's good. That's good, Dan, because we've got five aways and four homes to go. So we've got more away games to keep clean sheets in. Oh, look, we're, we're absolutely picking the bones. Yeah, there's big rolls. <laughs> there's big rolls, coloured lenses on those on, on those uh, on those glasses, Trev. There really are. I, no, I do love. I think, I do I think love Trev how on though in being positive because there's not much to be negative about, and we are absolutely picking the worst out of what has been a brilliant season. So it's just. I think you've. I think you've got a point then, like with with us being maybe a bit more pragmatic going away from home. And then when we're playing at home, we just really go for it. And that's, I think, maybe why we conceded uh, against Leeds as well, because we kept going for it, uh, which left us quite vulnerable with Ben Whitey pushed up very high and Jorginho as well. And that left us vulnerable on the counter where we could have maybe just, you know, just passed it around the back, but we kept going for it. Mm. Mm. Looking at the stats on that game, uh, we dominated possession 67% and shots on goal 12 versus their 7 4 of ours on target. And all of them all of them scored with um, Ramsdale <laughs> saving five of, of uh, four of the five. So, <laughs> yeah, contradict yourself with stats. On to Anfield on Easter Sunday. Um, I saw that ground from, from the outside for the first time after the Everton game with, uh, with you, Dan. Um, what's your expectations? Let's go to you, Alex. Um, you know, Liverpool at home, we had a little bit of luck, but we beat them 3-2. Um, Liverpool away, is it a different animal? Yeah, like for sure it is. But I feel like this season with Liverpool, it's kind of a coin toss. You never know what you're going to get. Um, they, they'll beat United 7-0 at home and then they'll go and lose 1-0 to Bournemouth the week after. So... We're just going to have to see what, what's going to meet us when we get there because they've just been, yeah, so uh, up and down this season, Liverpool, and haven't really found their rhythm. So we'll have to see what meets us when we get there um, on Sunday. Dell, uh, what's your thoughts on, on on playing away at Anfield? Um, famously, I think Freddie Lundberg scored when we won the league in 2002, I think it was, uh, yeah. 2002. Uh, and it seems... I think it was Martin Keown or somebody was saying on, on the radio that people who go to Liverpool and win away at Anf at Anfield win the league. It's a fair shout. I mean, obviously, I, I have personally haven't been there. Um, but, you know, there's so many legends of the game that say that Anfield is one of the best stadiums, the best atmospheres that they've ever been in. So when we go there this week, it's going to be a completely different animal to how we were at the Emirates. Um, but if there's any time to beat them at Anfield, it's it's now. Um, so, I'm yeah, I'm positive. Mm. Trev, uh, we, we talked before we came on about, like you know, the, you were talking while I was doing some other bits and pieces about the game last night against Chelsea. And the last four fixtures against Chelsea, Liverpool, Chelsea have been nil-nil. And 
you know, it, how important that game was last night for Liverpool, that they seemed to change the side and everything else uh, because they got the Arsenal coming to town. Well, who knows if that's the case or not, Fergus. It's re- listening to the boys then, it's really interesting because we honestly, we don't know what way it's going to go this weekend because we don't know what Liverpool are going to take to the field. Just to let you know, Del, the atmosphere at Liverpool isn't as good as people might think. It's all right if they're winning one or two nil, but if, yeah. if they're in nil nil for a while, then when they play, you'll never walk alone at the start of the game. They ramp the volume up on the PA system. And if you hold them for half an hour, it's a nil-nil or get on top of them. The crowd drops right off at Anfield badly. Yeah. So hopefully we can do that. I, I would think that, I would like to think, you know, you just, you're right, Fergie, in what you just said about my rose-tinted spectacles, right? But I, I can't take them off for the rest of this season. I've got to keep them on. Because I honestly think that even if it's the best Liverpool team they can put out, on our day, if we play our best, we will be a better team. I honestly think that. I'd love to see Saliba back. I, I don't know if he will be. Um, I think it's really important that we've got Jesus back because as good as that Liverpool defence can be, especially the central defensive pairing, um, if they're getting hassled and harried for every second of the game, they drop off, they they, they panic a bit and the, and the balls start to go astray. And I'm sure that having Jesus up front pressuring like he does even if we only got like 50 minutes out of him, he's extremely important this weekend. Um, apart from that, I, I, I really do think we can get a result. I, I mean, a draw wouldn't be bad, but but a win would be better. I can't If we turn up and we've got our boots with us and Arteta's got them going, we'll be all right. But the last time we played up there was Everton, as we all know, it was something not right that night, you know, something not that right that night. But... It's a different time, different game, different, different, different scenario. Fingers crossed, we'll be all right, Ferg. But Jesus is going to be really important. Jesus harrying their defence, and don't forget they've got some aging players as well. If Milner plays, um, and I also think what's his name, the lad that plays Henderson. I don't think he's. I think he's. I think he's gone. I don't think he's at his best now. I'm. I'm I know yeah. I'm risking it all saying this, but we've got a much younger, fitter side. Don't get intimidated. Don't lose the way. Pressure, pressure, pressure. And we could win the game. I'm sure. Oh, I'm keeping them on, Ferg. I'm sorry, Sam. That's fine. No, you keep you keep them on all season, please, because they've been working well so far. Alex, um, you know, don't get intimidated at, at Trev just said there. Uh, this we've got one of the younger sides in the league going to what can be a noisy place. We saw on on Arteta on um the all or nothing to try and get this young side used to it. Uh, he brought speakers out. I know it was a stupid thing in my view, but he brought speakers yeah. out to get them. You know, it, 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 what, how are this, has this side matured enough from last season to this season to be able to take him on? I think so, definitely, yeah. I think uh, also adding Sinchenko and Jesus, who's been in these positions loads of times, will help the squad as well. And then, of course, as you said, we've... We we tried this last season. We we um we matured a lot from last season. Learned going uh, up against uh, Tottenham towards the end of the season, battling it out for fourth. So they've kind of been in this pressure situation as well before, uh, which they will have learned from last season. And yeah, I'm I'm sure like adding Sinchenko and Jesus will help get us over the line um, and doing enough for for the game on Sunday. And um, Alex talks about Zinchenko, but, you know, uh, you put the question, um, a solution in recent weeks, but he's the weak point 
against Liverpool and City uh, coming up because of their tactics. Do you want to expand a little bit more on that? Yeah, I just think in general, the left side of our team is is a, a real key part of that game because Martinelli, I think, will have Trent on toast um, and hopefully he does for us as an attacking unit. But defensively, <coughs> the way City and Liverpool play, especially at home, is they have their wide men high and wide. And you look at sort of heat maps and, and average positions of their team, it's their right wingers that are high and wide and stay out in that area. And that's the one area where Zinchenko vacates and come inside. So it just means it's so key to press the ball very, very early to stop them switching out to the right winger early. Because if we do press it well, then Zinchenko has time to get back into his position and not be hitting transition. But if we don't press immediately, then that could be a point where generally I think Liverpool more so will try and hit us on the counter. I think we'll come out and probably be the the dominant side. I don't think we'll go there and, and sit off them at all. I think we'll we'll try and get in their faces. I think this is probably the biggest opportunity I've seen in the last sort of seven or eight years of us going to Anfield and saying I'm confident that we can get a win. So I think we'll go there as the dominant side. But you know, as the lads have said, Liverpool are a different team at home than they are away. At home, they've lost one game at home all season in the league and they've lost eight away from home. They've conceded nine goals at home. They conceded 24 away. So it isn't going to be an easy game. It never is at Anfield. And I think Trevor's hit the nail on the head with the atmosphere. The, the key is keeping the atmosphere sort of dampened a little. They do sing at the beginning. They do sing at the end. And if they get a goal, they'll sing in between. So if we really put the pressure on them, um, who knows? It might even be Klopp this time playing North London forever on the speakers on the training ground instead of the other way around. <laughs> that, would be, that would be absolutely brilliant, wouldn't it? And, and Trev, you mentioned it uh, last week, the week before, um, about Gabby uh, as and Gabriel um, and him having to play almost those two positions because of the, how Zinchenko um, pushes up the pitch. He's going to have one hell of a game. Uh, he's going to have to have one hell of a game on Sunday. He's got no Saliba. Uh, because there's little chance of him being back, I don't think, um, uh, in time for the game. So you've got Rob Holding alongside him, which people have their questions there, on which we talked about earlier. And then he's got Zinchenko pushing up and leaving that space on on on, on the uh, to the left of him. Yeah. But but don't forget, Ferg, we've got a very clever young manager. who will, Everything you've just said is absolutely right, mate. But we've got a very clever young manager who will also know that. Um, who will also be preparing to face that. And he'll have a plan in mind. I mean, you often find as well, I noticed it as well, and, and we, we're loving Xhaka pushing forward, right? We're loving Xhaka. We're loving this smiling granite Xhaka this season. All through his Arsenal career, we've had the scowling, red card getting, grumpy granite Xhaka, and we've had the ump with him. And now we've got this smiling bloke that's playing great football. And on that left side, Xhaka will, if, Xhaka will push up the field, but if Gabriel's a bit out, Xhaka will be back in there. He, he comes quick back. He comes very quick back. He knows, he realises where he's got to be. So I'm really not, I'm not worried about, about our defence. I'm honestly not. I, I know I'm possibly shooting myself in the foot here, Ferg. Saliba's out, not ideal. Holding comes in, but he plays right-hand side where we're strong, so we're okay. We've got to look at the left. Xhaka will cover back, I think, if Gabriel is, is out of position a little bit and Zinchenko's gone wandering. We've got to go back to where we are up front. And, and Dan said it just now, I think. Or was it? I'm sorry, boys, whoever it was. About Martinelli pressing on the right and, and, and Saka, or, or Martinelli on the left, Saka on the right, you know. And, and the difference nowadays is 
our front three that we can afford, they can afford to run themselves into the ground because we've got people on the bench that can come on and keep doing that. You know, even Smith Rowe is now getting a bit of form back. It's been a long time, but I was glad to see him get minutes for England. So I really think the key is the pressing. And our front three can afford to press all day. They can blow up on 60, 70 minutes, and we've got people to come on. And don't forget the one person we've not mentioned who will boss the midfield if he plays, and I'm sure he will, absolutely boss the midfield, is Thomas Party, right? Because we've not mentioned him yet, and he's probably, oh, my Lord, I've done it again, Ferg. Don't worry. Don't worry. <laughs> another way, Ferg. Are we going to talk about Thomas Party, mate? <laughs> uh, to be honest, I, I, I was going to ask Del uh, what his thoughts on. Um, should we? Should it be Party or Jorginho? Is Party fit enough, do you think? Because he, he, he picked up a knock on international duty. What's, what's your thoughts there? I, I think Party will be fine. I think it, I, it'll be there. It, and you know it'll, it'll dominate that that area of the pitch. That's just what he does. Um, and I said, I think Liverpool's midfield is their issue, uh, as defensively as well. But the fact that their midfield has just vanished. You know, you had Fabinho, who at one point was very, very, very good midfielder. Where's he gone? Henderson, what's happened to him? I think Pai will dominate that, and Odegaard will as well, personally. Mm. And also going back on the um, the. The Salah threat. I think you'll see Jacques having his starting position slightly more reserved. You know, he'll get up that pitch, but I don't think he'll start as high. So if they do get, because I live for very dangerous on the transition at the minute. I mean, they always have been, to be fair, and the outlet is Salah. So if Sinchenko is sort of our position, I think you can see Xhaka being slightly further back to try and twos up on him. So, no, I think, I think, I think we've got this. Um, final question on the Liverpool game then, um, uh, Alex. Trossard are Jesus. Yeah. Trossard yeah. are Saka. Trossard are Martinelli. Oh. Saka, Martinelli. What, what's your front line? Great. I mean, it's great, I'm, isn't it? Can you, it, can you think about it? At the beginning of last this season, we were like, oh, please, can we just have a striker? We, you know, we're going to have Eddie. Our yeah. Eddie. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's, I mean, it's, it's luxury, isn't it? But I think oh, it's going to be a hard time for, for Arteta to, to drop Trossard on the basis of, of his performances, uh, the last seven or eight games where he's just played out of his skin. Um, so it must be hard for him to, to just drop him, um, Trossard. But I think he's going to have to play Jesus and he's going to have to play Martinelli and Saka as well. Um, but hopefully he'll he'll be ready and, and ready to make an impact if he has to make a, a substitution during the game. But it is a bit harsh to drop Trossard, but that's just how it is um, when we've got so many good players. And yeah, as Heath says in the comments, he scored a hat-trick uh, for Brighton in the earlier part of the season. So, yeah, we'll it, have to see it, what it does, it, it, I, I'm glad I don't have to make the decision because... Yeah, know, me too. I, I thought, but it's a great, great position to be in. Listen, it, it's, um, it could be, by Easter Monday, it could be a wonderful weekend for us. Um, we could get a, a three points of an Anfield, which we haven't done for a very, very long time. Looking at some of the the, the, the form guide, you can see we've won our last um, five games. They've drawn the last one last night, lost, lost, and uh, uh, won the previous two. And head-to-heads, well, you know, um, uh, yeah, the, the, there you go. Uh, we we didn't win on our last uh, our last outing up there. We lost four uh, nil, and I, I don't I don't I think it's a quite a while since since we've had a, a decent win up there. Um, 
Trevor, prediction for Sunday, please. I think that I think that Martinelli will give way to allowing to play Jesus and Trossard. Not that Martinelli's played bad. I think he's going to rotate it. I think a key factor is that, I've got to say this, Ferg, I think a key factor is that Trossard, as Alex said earlier, I think, can change places and, and, and swap with Jesus, swap with Martinelli. Trossard is a key figure. He confuses defences. I think Martinelli will give way. That's in no way an insult to Martinelli. Um, and I think we'll, 2 1 to the Arsenal. Dell? 2 1. Alex? There you go. That's it. <laughs> I'm on the band, bandwagon. 2 2 1 as well. Dan? I can't, I can't move on without touching on Cherry's point on Martinelli. I, I would agree normally. I think this is the only game where he's. He's near enough undroppable. Every time Mark Nelly has played Trent on that side, he has absolutely ripped him to pieces and he will end him again on this game because Trent cannot defend and he absolutely cacks his pants every time Mark Nelly runs at him. Um, and another thing Arteta has been saying is not calling them subs, he's been calling them impactors. And I think Jesus will come out all guns blazing and press for 60 minutes and then he'll bring on Trossard to come on and do exactly the same. And it's great that we could near enough have that for 90 minutes without a drop-off because we've got two guys that can do the same thing. Um, and I think for that reason, I'm going to say 3-1. Okay, I'm, I'm going to go with Mel and I'm going to go with a 2-0 to the Arsenal. It'd be really nice to get a clean sheet. Go on, Trev. Are you on mute? You're on mute, Trev. We'll be Trev, Trev before you move on from that, mate, this is a, re this is a really interesting point Alan makes here, mate. Martinelli has to start. And you, you can't argue that point, can you? But then you, you can say... Trossard has to start, Jesus has to start, Saka has to start. So something has to give. And that's why I said, when I said Martinelli, I, I just thought he was the one for this game. I'm not saying he's any worse or any better. Uh, but it's a great point Alan makes there. Who, who does drop? Come on, Ferg, who does drop, son? Uh, I, I, I think... It's, it's got to be between... Well, it depends on Saka's fitness. If Saka still has that bug, well, then you keep him on the bench. If he's still... like We've had a full week to to um, recover and do fitness and training and everything else. But I think they'll probably drop... Um, I think it's probably going to be dropping Trossard, uh, putting Jesus on, and if they need to change it up, then they've got different ways to change it by bringing Martinelli off for Trossard or, and then moving players around. I think there's a, a lot more flexibility, and he does like to move players around on the, on the front line like a chessboard. Mm. Um, so uh, if we look at this, like, you know... The, this season so far for the, the men's team is going really, really well. The season for the under-18s, they got through on a, a last-second winner to the semi-final. I think it's against West Ham in the FA Youth Cup. Uh, our women's team are doing really well in the WSL, but they're through to the semi-finals of the Champions League, the Women's Champions League. Uh, last time they won that was 2005-2006 season. You know, Trevor, they, they said to us that... We are leaving Highbury to bring all the success and this glory and European glory. We, we we were walking out of Highbury via Paris, hopefully got to pick up the Champions League trophy and the first trophy unveiled at the new stadium would have been the Champions League. Is this what we finally... Is this the era that we're finally going to get what we were promised? Oh, it's got to be, Fergus. I mean, 
I've I've watched. I've been fortunate enough to watch all the good Arsenal teams and all the bad Arsenal teams since the early seventies. And I can honestly say I don't think I've had, had as much confidence in a team as I do in our current crop. Fully bearing in mind that they've still got some developing to do, mate. When we left Ivory, we left on the promise that we, we, it wasn't to start to win stuff. It was to be able to continue to win. That was the key point, mate, you know. To continue to win and continue to be competitive, we needed a bigger stadium. We needed to get more income. And they moved us. And the opposite took place. And it's been hard, hasn't it? It's been... The youngsters have found it hard because all, all they've known, they've never known us win anything. Trust me, it's really hard for us old guys who have watched us who watched us invincible and, and watched our last season at Ivory and thought, yeah, we're going to go to the Emirates and we're going to be fantastic. And it wasn't the case. For whatever reason, we can all place the blame on different doorsteps for the way we fell off a cliff from about 2008 onwards, you know. Won the old FA Cup, yeah, but we, we weren't the team we were. But that, for me, that doesn't matter anymore. We're all sticking together now and being positive about what we're seeing now, I think. And uh, everything has fell into place about 10 years later than we wanted it to, Fergus. But everything has fell into place and we should all just be enjoying this and, and remembering, mm. really remembering. Even our flowers that are in their 30s are in their early 30s. They've all got a few years left in them. Be excited. There's a, we, we really, really are going to go places with this side. I never thought I'd see Alex. it. I say it every week, don't I? I say it every week, Ferg. I didn't think I'd see this again. But I'm being honest. I thought we were that bad that I wouldn't see it again. And I'm just over the moon that this old boy is getting to watch this football week in, week out, mate. It's an absolute pleasure. Alex, um, you were commenting on the under-18s and looking at talent and that, and, and, and what's coming through. You, Lewis, uh, Lewis Kelly, um, I, yeah. I, I, don't, I haven't watched any. I'll, I'll leave the floor open to you. Lewis Kelly. Um, no, like he's he's the one who got the the last minute winner uh, yesterday, and he's he's a really bright talent in the midfield. And you could just see there's so many talents in the team as well. Uh, some of them we know, uh, Ethan and Boneri. Uh <laughs> I'll let Dan pronounce his name because he knows how to do it correctly. But him and Kozia Jubery as well. There's just so many talents, and I don't think it's a coincidence that. All of the all of the teams in the club is doing well this season. I think there's something special going on in the club, and it, there's a common thread all throughout the teams. Um, and I, I think that's what we see. Um, but yeah, it was it was a good game. Uh, the under 18s uh, against City yesterday. Um, they got a man sent off early, City, but still managed to get a one-one draw. So it went to extra time, uh, and you can see both teams were just knackered in in the extra time. They were cramping up. All the time, and and um, I thought it was going to go to to penalties, but then in the very very last second, like we've seen uh, many times this season with with uh, our senior squad, we got a a winner in in the last second, uh, and it was as you said, Louis Skelly who who got the winner, um, and yeah, uh, the 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 stadium went crazy. So it's just beautiful to see, um, especially with Jack Wilshire um, in charge for the team as well, and he said. It was one of his best nights in his footballing career, um, taking his playing career into consideration as well. So it means a lot for him. So it was just great to see. 
Um, so, yeah, I, a great talent, and I'm going to be absolutely screwed if any of them make the first team because I'm struggling to say Skelly, never mind uh, Nyanwari and uh, everything else. So, yeah, <laughs> I might have to give up podcasting, I think, by that stage. Um, listen, I suppose that we, to finish this one up, we, we're running low on time. Um, if we look at uh, the top four uh, in First of all, clearly Arsenal top of the league and Man City, and I think that 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 those two positions are being argued out among ourselves as between us and City. I think for 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 that position. But if you look at you know um, you've got Villa, you've got Brighton, you've got United, you got that lot down the road, and Newcastle all fighting for that uh, fourth position. Um, even Liverpool like trying and and trying to get into the um, European spots. Uh, Del, who who do you see as that third and fourth spot uh, at the end of the season? I think Newcastle will be in there. I do. They're just they're just hard to beat, as well as well as obviously like, you know, see the result they had on the weekend. Um, and oh, it'd be really cool to see Brighton. I know it's a bit of a, it would be cool to see Brighton. Bad as well because we probably want to try and get Casado um, and try to tend to Champions League football. So don't work it for there in there as well. But um, just not Spurs really. Not Spurs. <laughs> Just not Spurs. Don't mind. Anyone. <laughs> yeah, that, that would be fantastic. Uh, um, Alex, uh, Dan, Dan, actually go first. Who, who are you putting in that for, uh, third and fourth position then? I think Newcastle and United, Newcastle United and Manchester United, I think will get the top, uh, the top four spot. I think they're probably a, a level above the rest. Um, I will go as far as saying I think Brighton will get fifth and Tottenham will get, I think, sixth place or below. I think they're Brighton a million times better side than Spurs at the minute. Yeah, even Brentford um, are, are there or thereabouts. They're playing United tonight at, 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 in five or six minutes. You know, if Brentford get a good result, they're they're up in that mix and thinking about a European tour. Alex, yeah. would you would you have anybody different in in that top uh, top four? I think realistically, it's going to be like Newcastle and Man, U- Man United. But I really hope either Brentford um, or Brighton will get one of the spots. Um, Brentford, of course, because they've got half the Danish national team in there. Um, and then Brighton, because they play really nice football. Um, I really enjoy watching their games. Um, they've got a young, good manager and and uh, yeah, some good players. So it will be fun to, to see Brighton um, in the Champions League. It sounds weird, but that would be fun. <laughs> Trev, do you, do you think uh, Unai Emery can get Aston Villa those six points up into in 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 the remaining nine games that they've got into the well, top four? Do you know what, Fug? I'd like six. I like Unai Emery. I've got a lot of time for the man, but I I, I can't talk about the top four at the minute, Fug. I, I can't. I'm, I'm I'm like a four year old kid, right, in a sweet shop at the minute with with just with the Arsenal being up there, right. And I'll tell you, my missy said to me yesterday, I was looking at something on YouTube about the Arsenal and I had a couple of programmers out and I'm looking through them old programs and I'm trying to look at a few bits and pieces. Um, you've been in my house, Fergie. You know it's a shrine to our great club, mate. But my missy said to me... You trained your dog like, well. Yeah. My missy said to me, you're like this now. What are you going to do if Arsenal win the league against Wolves? And I said, well, I probably won't get home till the Wednesday, so you needn't worry about it. You know what I mean? She, she said, yeah, and she fully believes that. I can't think about who else is going to be in the top four. I don't care. I genuinely... I'll talk about the bottom four all night long because I've, I've got my views on that. But I'm blinkered and I just... 
I just can't stop thinking about our great football club making me smile. You know, it hurts. I smile that much. It hurts all the time. And uh, Well, there you go. Yeah. There's the bottom four for you. So you've got 12th down to 20th. Any one of them could be uh, relegated. You know, West Ham are, went up to 14th on Sunday after a dire game I watched, and now they're back down to 15th. But they're on the same points as 18th. Trev, who of those is going down? It's 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 an amazing league this year. I can I'm glad we're honestly, at the top end. <laughs> I can honestly think, see, mate, that if it comes to, when it comes to that last Sunday of the season, there could be six teams in that bottom at the bottom, and any three of them could go down on the day. It could be that yo-yo, you know. There's 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 never been more than one or two points in it all season, and so I can honestly see that. Um, and three from six could go. I th- me personally, I think Southampton and Leicester are shot. Unless Leicester find a manager quickly that does that works wonders, I think Leicester and uh, Southampton are shot. And then it it could be any. I hope Bournemouth stay up. I hope Forest stay up. Um, it could be any of the others that join them. But for me, if you're going to push me, I would say Leicester and Leicester and Southampton are going to go. And then it could be any of them. Dell uh, of those teams down the the bottom. Uh, which ones would you like? To yeah, no, I agree. I, I think Southampton are done. I, I think it'd be sad for Leicester to go because they've got some really good players there, um, but they're just they're just not performing. Um, and as the third, oh, who knows? I mean, maybe, maybe Forest. I mean, you know, you sign thirty odd players, whoever it is, <laughs> it's never going to go down well. It's never going to gel. It's never going to work. You saw like Fulham with like when they last came up, they Correct. signed loads of players, didn't they? Straight back down. It didn't work. Um, so, yeah, I th- maybe five. But like you said, it, it, I think it was the last game in the season where six, seven teams can be relegated. Um, mm. I, I think I think t- uh, tonight's quite key, uh, Dan, with um, West Ham playing Newcastle. You know, if, if West Ham can get a, uh, a result there, I think it's at the um, it's at New it's at West Ham as well. So you know, not that it really matters. There, they were pretty dire at the weekend. Who 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 are you saying out of that out of that bottom eight? Yeah, I think when you look at it, West Ham, I still think have a bit too much quality. Um, I think Wolves are showing a bit more fire as are Everton and Bournemouth since the restart are showing a bit more fire. And just for that reason, I think it will be Forest. Leicester and Southampton, but my opinion is probably changing game by game because this is now the period of the year where the bottom six start to win games. And we've seen this the last couple of weeks, they're all starting to win. So two or three games time could be a completely different story. But um, yeah, in terms of who's not showing fight, I think Southampton, Leicester and, and Forest. Chelsea, Alex. Uh, they are, I think. I think. I think Chelsea just, just about are. Just. just about. We'll see when Super Frank Lampard comes in and see what he would <laughs> do to them. But, but no, I, th- I think uh, the boys. I agree with with most of what they said. I think Southampton will will go down. They've had their new manager, and it hasn't really worked too well after they had him. Um, Leicester might get a new manager bounce and stay up, but. Um, I can see Forrest going down as well. Um, yeah, as Dell said, they've had just too many new players and it isn't really working. Um, but yeah, it's it's going to change game by game, as Dan said. It's it's a crazy season. Um, but yeah, it'll be it'll be crazy to see if if it's going to be like that with six teams uh, where where any of them could could go out on the last game of the season. 
I remember it many years ago, and before two of you, maybe three of you were even born. <laughs> no, I, 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 I think two of you at least. Um, but I think it was, uh, was it Palace and Charlton? Uh, and there was um, and them coming up to the Premier League. And I remember it's mid-90s and um, just listening on the radio because you couldn't get it. And just the excitement the last day of the season when you got teams like that, that either playoffs or, 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 or the relegation battle. Uh, it's it, may, it makes the leagues really, really special. Really, really special. Um, Del, thank you very, very much for joining us. I hope you've enjoyed the, uh, um, the podcast. Um, Always. Always. Uh, Always. This is where you can, this is where you can find you, Llewellyn Illustrations. Uh, you're all over um, Twitter and your own website. Um, so yep. if you like like what he does, get on there and 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 have a look at it. And if you really like it, be clever and buy one. Buy yeah, one. sounds great. <laughs> it sounds great. More more to uh, come. Dad. <laughs> Dan, I will see you on Sunday morning, bright and early. No fighting this time, okay? Um, so you want to <laughs> See, he's getting so violent. You need, um, Alex, uh, thanks again as jo- for joining us. We'll see you over. Well, we'll see you on here next week, and uh, um, we will see you over here on um, for the Brighton yeah, in a month's time. Yeah, looking time. forward to it. Month's time. Trev, anything finally to say? Yeah, I mean, although I said I think Southampton will go down, I um, I really fancy them to get a win this Saturday. I think Southampton will come good this Saturday and get a win. Um, Del, on a serious note, mate, just keep doing what you do, mate. I, I love all these Arsenal artists. I love their efforts. I love what they do. But I especially love people that have got a uniqueness that when you look at a bit of work, you instantly think that's Del's work or that's Ruth Beck work. You know, there's yeah. something about it that gives you a uniqueness. Don't lose that, mate. You've, what you do is fantastic. And thank you for what you do. No, um, I appreciate it. Thank I, you. When I've saved up a few million, I'll buy one. But uh, yeah, that'll be fine. <laughs> until then, I'll have to just look them and admire them on uh, on Instagram or Fergus's know? wall. <laughs> yeah, <it>. yeah. <laughs> oh, I've seen that firsthand, mate. In, 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 in all honesty, it sets the office. It sets uh, Fergus's office off in there. When you walk in there, it jumps off the wall at you. And you Amazing. being someone who does the work, you know how important that is, right? Yeah, definitely. So, I don't mind going to galleries, me. I, you know. And, and sometimes you see the work, it jumps off the wall and you think, wow, now that's good, you know. And just keep it up, mate. No, I appreciate and it. Thank you. Lastly, Ferg. Lastly, mate. Honestly, we were that good, Fergus. We have got, like, just before we go, right, I want to talk about the man Kieran Tierney, right? I don't want to lose Kieran Tierney. But this goes to show what's going on at the Arsenal at the moment, right? Arsenal have always been... Lucky enough to have fantastic left-backs playing in their side. You know, we've got McNabb. Some of you might not remember these. McNabb, Samson, Hapgood, Winterburn, Cole. All could be called legends of our club. You know, they all could. And Kieran Tierney's name wouldn't go amiss being listed with that lot. Don't forget, up until the season before last, Kieran Tierney was the first name on the team sheet. Now the poor man can't get a game. And that shows the levels we're at in positions on the field, you know. And I just hope he sticks with us because he's a top man. But it also shows what a standard we're at at the Arsenal. All we need now is to keep the support up. And the sky's the limit, boys. I'm 60 years old. I'm 61 years old in a minute, right? I can't wait much longer. They've got to do it soon. And I'm sure they will. I'm sure they will. Love our football club, mate. Love our football club. 
thousand years ago, I fought my way out of that cave, became Iron Man. Realized I loved you. I know I said no more surprises, but I was really hoping to pull off one last one. The world has changed. None of us can go back. All we can do is our best. And sometimes the best that we can do is to start over. I just love no the warning with that. I just love the bit where it's like um that scream comes in, Zinchenko's there going, Rah! <laughs> <laughs> it's not on clay ready. I didn't make any of that. I got it off uh, TikTok and uh, Instagram <laughs> and places like that. But there, there's some really clever people out there who put some stuff yeah. together. I've, I've saved a few on there. Um, I suppose it, Trev, are you still with us? <laughs> it's like this every single time you can't kill him off before the end of the season bloody hell Trev call, call Donna I'm pressing that other button in a second <laughs> before you do I've got sorry that was Go a good time wasn't it? I've got one question for each of you literally one word answer for Sunday against Liverpool nervous or excited 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 oh, excited Good place to be. Absolutely.
been watching Guns and Yellow Ribbons and Arsenal podcast by Arsenal fans, for Arsenal fans, even talented Arsenal fans. If you like what we do, click on the like <laughs> button. <laughs> I wasn't talking about you, I was talking about Trevor. Oh. <laughs> um, uh, if you like what we do, click the like button, click the subscribe button, tell your mates about it. Loads of comments and thank you everybody for joining us up the arse. Fuck the Spurs. You've been listening to Guns and Yellow Ribbons, an Arsenal podcast by Arsenal fans for Arsenal fans. Follow us on Facebook at Guns and Yellow Ribbons and Twitter at Guns and Ribbons. And remember to rate and review us too.